0: Hey, hey, good bitches, and welcome to this week's episode of How To Be A Good Bitch. I'm Jules Rangihuya. And I'm Jodie Clark. On this week's ep, we are getting into all things X-related. How soon is too soon when it comes to moving on? Mm. As always, we help a listener out who wants our advice on what makes a best friend and end with a very sensual confession Jode, so I have to start this episode diving straight into your dating life. How <laughs> is, the last time we spoke, you were fucking up Bumble and Hinge. You're, we're back on the grind. Mm-hmm. What's the updates? How, how's the, um, the squad coming along?
1: Okay, the squad is still developing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's developing. It's coming to fruition quite nicely. Mm. Um, last episode, I did mention to the GBs that I had a hashtag hot stuff.
0: You did. You were very low-key about it. So I thought that this might be husband. Let me know. So that's over. <laughs> that's been cancelled. We should just save that, that recording and just pr- press a button that just says that's over, that's cancelled. Because every week, week in, week out. We're the true romantics, listeners. Yeah, we're the true romantics. Yo, I stay cancelling. <laughs> oh I God. stay cancelling.
1: So he actually ended up ghosting me, Jules.
0: Okay, at what point?
1: What, what I find bizarre with these guys is that he was the one driving it forward. Always. Always he was the one driving it. He was the one chatting me every day. Then he was the one that asked for my number. He was the one that texted me and, again, chatting every day. And then when I actually feel like I got to a point where I was showing mutual interest and trying to, like, level up and meet him. Yeah, you're
0: taking the bait. You're like, all right, I'll let you in. All
1: right, all right, mm. I'll, me- I'll meet you there. Mm. Then nothing. It's so
0: weak. Oh, sad for you. And had you exchange? Mm. exchanged phone numbers? Like we what- did. That's what I'm
1: saying. It went from Bumble to phone numbers and he was driving it all the way. La, 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 la. Um, let's meet up. When can we meet up? We we're arranging that. And then I was like, and then I checked in and was like, hey, how's your week going? And then nothing came back.
0: And don't you think giving away your mobile number for some reason is, like, so personal? Like, I mm. may as well give, like, my mother's birthday away or something. Like, even though we tag everywhere on the gram and the gram is probably more personal because it, like, follows your life, mm. but giving your phone number, that's yeah. marriage. Something
1: about as soon as I hit that zero i I'm <laughs> like, oh, shit, we are fucking engaged.
0: Oh my gosh. So the other... The development mm. squad. Any other up and comings?
1: Yes, we do. So we actually have um, now that the COVID restrictions have released, mm-hmm. and we can actually go out and about into venues this week. I have a bumble date lined up this week. I mean, he's already calling me señorita. So oh, okay. is his name Pablo? <laughs> What's with the señorita? Um, well, well, look, I don't want to go too much into it because we can't. We don't like
0: to hold our breath.
1: We don't, look, let's not hold our breath. I might fucking die in these streets. <laughs> so, look, let's see how this one plays out. But, look, we're moving on. We're keeping it pushing on to the next one in the development squad.
0: I'm excited for Next Step. I, I love this, like, chronicles of uh, of Jodie's dating life. <laughs> the cancellation chronicles. <laughs> the cancellation chronicles. <laughs> um, what else has been going on, my love? Um, so I have a new
1: flatmate. mm um boy or girl boy Mm -hmm. we are loving his vibe he's a little bit younger than us um so he's bringing a fresh energy to the house we've been having the mean feeds i was on my wife's shit on the weekend we cooked a whole chicken on saturday night we've got pork belly in the work so
0: so wholesome i love it
1: i'm out here eating um i actually propose we adopt a new cooking segment
0: into the show what do you reckon uh, look, if it's like us cooking in lingerie, it would probably be on brand, but me cooking, fuck no. I'd love to get Jackson here and cooking for us whilst we record. Mm. Is that how we're going to kind of marry the two?
1: Yes, I mm. feel like that could be a vibe. That could be on brand for us. But look, you have a lot of news. So let's get into what, what's been happening with you this week.
0: Oh, I know, listeners, I was saying to Jodes when I came over, I was like, fuck, mm. fuck. My life has just been put on its head. Mm. So obviously, I'm. Back in Sydney, I've been here for a week and within that week, I just thought, hey, it's the perfect time to move house. And I don't mean move room. Like me and my girlfriend moved uh, the entire house. So that Mm. includes end of lease cleaning, setting up uh, air tasker to carry all the, you know, just the awkward big shit, doing six trips in the car every single day. I think there's a special place in hell for moving house. It is so stressful. But when we were moving, we were saying to each other, oh, thank God we're just moving out together because we've already been living together for three years. So we know each, you know, nothing's, we don't have to keep talking to fill up those silences. Yep. It's so easy. Yeah. But I was thinking back to all the fucking cooked housemates I've had in the past mm. and I'm like, shit, I'm sure Jodes would have awful flatmate stories as well. Um, It's such a common thing, but often something that isn't really talked about because they're like oh, yeah, he's fucked and we all just roll our eyes at housemates. But, yeah. Jodes, let me in on when you've had a fucked fight, mate.
1: Oh, my God, so many. I moved out of home when I moved out of home. <laughs> I left home when I was 17. So I've been in this game for a while, honey. Mm-hmm. And, God, so many hot, hot mess stories. One of which was really fucking weird. Um, one chick was, you know how when you have flatmates, you kind of have a bit of a house kitty yeah. and you all kind of call, like. Yeah, contribute, yeah. Uh, like, like cleaning products, yeah, toilets. Like five yeah. bucks, ten bucks a, a week or whatever. Mm-hmm. We had one chick who was really weirdly like uh, like possessive over the house kitty. And we later found out when, when myself and my current flatmate exited that situation, she ended up like stealing the house kitty. <gasps> When she Shock. fucking left. And we were like, I fucking called it. <laughs> I knew she was fucking shady. She would never tell us how much was in that account. We never had the pin. Like, she was probably my most shadiest ex-flatmate. How
0: much do you think was in there? Like $12.75 or like $120? bucks?
1: i am thinking 100 seriously. I reckon she... Yeah. And apparently she also, we heard through the grapevine, she stole some rent as well. So she'd stole like someone's bond rent and the house kitty. And I was like, it adds up. It's like, it just shows you to trust your instincts. I always knew she was shady. Mm. So that was probably my shadiest one. Then I remember getting into a fight with another flatmate because she told me off because I left a dirty cup on the sink.
0: Oh, these people have too much time. Oh, I
1: can't fucking deal with those fucking anal fucking Alices. Same. Like, fuck off, you anal Alices. Like, just chill.
0: Yeah. All right. I can understand if it's a big um, pot that you've been cooking in, you've had dinner three hours ago, Mm -hmm. and now I actually need that pot. It's not my responsibility to now clean that again. But honestly, a fucking cup and saucer. You're fine
1: you're a hot mess yeah they were a mess and my probably worst one was when i the the time i was actually slut shamed by my flatmate yeah personally she was a hot mess she was kind was of a, a girl yeah it was a girl oh, this she was, breaks my heart i know so sad she was actually kind of racist which you oh, know God. we don't fuck with that shit at all mm. we're not here for that mess so right off the bat i didn't like her
0: how did she slut sl- was she like oh the skirts are getting shorter
1: no, so what happened is that I brought a guy home, a guy mm. I was sleeping with at the time, and I didn't have any condoms in the house. Mm-hmm. So I texted around the house chat saying, hey, does anyone have any condoms? Yeah, the yeah. And then the, ne- and then the, the ne- it wasn't the next day but shortly after. You know when motherfuckers hold on to shit, mm-hmm. which I really can't stand. They f- She fucking festered on it. Mm. And then later down the track when we we're having like a house conversation and it turned into a quite heated, quite an argument. She Everything bro- comes up. Bro, it fucking came up and she ended up fucking slut-shaming me and she was like, well, fucking Jody, bringing fucking men into the house and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh,
0: no, you did not. Like, you know, because it's so much safer for us as females to go over to random guys' house. You're joking. Like I th- Oh, she would have hated me.
1: <laughs> I'm so sorry that I thought I was in a safe place to ask my flatmates for a fucking condom so I could practice safe sex. Yeah. Apparently not.
0: Oh, this makes – maybe I should stop using my housemate's um, vibrator. Like I don't know where the, the, like, the lines are going to be drawn these days. Well. Oh, well, I, you know, I, I know that I, I put this in because I was like, I want to hear what Jodie's awful stories are. And you know what, listeners? The mirror has been held the fuck up. Mm. I think I am the horror housemate. No, think, you are not. Well, I'm thinking back to some times, Jodes. I think the one that stands out for me the most is I, it was actually quite recent. It was like last year. It was my new housemate's, um, it was her first night in the new house. So. You know, it was a Saturday and she'd just moved in, yeah, like fresh, fresh, fresh. Yeah. Just moved in, like had the mattress on the floor, no curtains, all that jazz. Um, and I went out clubbing with my girlfriends and whilst I'm clubbing and like peak uh, peak drunkness, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. of the night, I realise as I'm slut dropping, I'm like, fuck. My keys are on the kitchen counter and the house is locked. Oh, I'm sad. like, oh, shit. I mean, and I'm in the nightclub and I'm like, oh, no. And I went into PR mode. I'm like, I've got to get this sorted. You know when you're that drunk, you're like, oh, no, this is my life mission to get this sorted <laughs> yes. now. So I'm like sitting in the corner on like three different phones trying to contact this girl, poor thing. She's getting calls at 4 a.m. in the morning. And I'm like, whatever. I made up with this guy who I've been sleeping with. I go to take him home because I know we can't go back to here. So I go take him home and I'm in the Uber. I'm like, shit, when do I tell him that we can't get in the house? Like we can't. We're going back to my house to fuck and Mm -hmm. my keys are locked inside and no one's answering the phone. So anyway, we go around, um, we get to my house and I tell him, I'm like, unless I like climb on your shoulders and then I jump on the balcony and he's like, you are so drunk. There is no way that's happening. So I'm like, fuck, let's go around the back. We go around to the back door. He goes, wait, you have a dog flap. I'm like, whoa, I've completely forgot about the dog flap. He goes, and I actually think you could fit. Like it was a really, it's like a kitty flap, not a dog flap. I'm like, oh my, in my drunk state, I'm like, yes, this is the best idea. I start crawling in to the dog flap. So you can imagine this drunk girl crawling through the dog flap. Because my ass is so big, my bum got stuck and it started to pull my pants up. Oh my God. So here I am. I'm now crawling into the house calling her name because I'm just, you know, when you're drunk and like everything's, everyone wants to be woken up. Yeah. I'm calling her name and I'm like, "Uh, Jessica, I've now got my pants down to my ankle. There's a guy standing there watching me and I've got no pants on, so drunk, being like (laughs) ah, crawling through the cat flap. (laughs) I feel like I am that awful, awful housemate. So I apologize profusely.
1: Look, we've all been there. We've all, we've all been there. So... (laughs) after your flap story we need to we need to go to break all right so gbs make sure you subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts how to be a good bitch and follow us on instagram at good we'll be right back after this All right, GBs, you are back with How To Be A Good Bitch with Jules and Jodes, and we are talking now, we're into our main topic, so s- stay with us. We're talking how soon is too soon? Now mm. we're talking how soon is it to move on, physically speaking, mm-hmm, after mm-hmm. you've broken up, right? So as the myth goes, the best way to get over to someone is to get under someone new, meaning if you want to move on, The best way to do so, honey, is by having some nice rebound sex. Mm -hmm. Now, despite the rhetoric about moving on too fast from a previous lover, Jules and I did a bit of research, Mm -hmm. scientifically, of course, (laughs) and a new study has actually found that those who do move on quickly are better off right? So the study was by the researchers at the city of new Uni, the city university of New York and the university of Illinois. And they actually discovered that people who entered into a rebound relationship mm-hmm. as we'd call it. Um, so just like, you know, an off the cuff relationship, you're still not over your ex, but you just want a little quickie to get over it. They actually found in this study, right? That people who did that were happier and ended up having healthier relationships. As a result, they also found that people in new relationships were more confident and felt more attractive than those left whining, trying to get over the heartbreak alone. So that sounds harsh, but I mean, the evidence is there. What do you think, Jules? What's your, what's your take on this?
0: So interesting, mm. because this is exactly how I feel. And normally what I feel is not backed up by scientific research. Yeah. <laughs> like I always feel like I'm very opposite. Yeah. So the fact that they've said that you are emotionally better off the faster you get under someone, I'm shook. Sure, that's what they're saying, yeah. Because that's exactly and from personal experience, when mm. I broke up with my long-term ex of three years, um, and I don't know if I've ever told anyone this, so what a mm. great time to share with the class. Yeah. I actually I had obviously emotionally checked out of that relationship six months before it happened. So yeah. the day the day and I kid you not, the day I broke up with him, I slept with someone. Wow. And I have never, and I can say, like, hand in my heart, say, this, you guys know I'd be real with you, I'd be real with you, Joids. Yeah. I've never mourned that relationship. Like, wow. I, I've obviously missed him. You know, though, I think I, I slept with him and I slept with this, guy from tv who I'd always wanted to sleep I just slept with everyone who I wanted to sleep with within like two months I just knocked you know did the old checklist (laughs) Um, and then I think after three months the only time I was like oh I miss his company but Mm. I never never mourned the relationship because I was having so much fun I was once I was finally feeling sexy Mm. feeling needed um, yeah, and just feeling wanted and, like I said, sexy and young again. So I would highly recommend it. But what do you think?
1: Like in your power as a woman is mm. what I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. You're feeling like feminine, sexy, and feeling yourself. Mm. We love to see it. Um, I was, when I saw this, I actually picked up this article um, online yesterday and I was like, yes. because mm. And it's funny because old Jodes would have said, Heal, heal, heal. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. like, no, take the time for yourself, honor yourself. But now, having a little bit more life experience under my belt, I'm like, you know what? Fuck that shit. Mm. You need to get out there as soon as possible. Like, I'm not saying you, like, let's say you've just broken up with a guy and you're a hot mess. Mm. I'm not saying go and fuck around the next day. You don't want to be crying on the deck.
0: You're literally crying into the pillow as he's got your face <laughs> down doing doggy. Yeah. Not a good look, babe. Not a good look. <laughs>
1: Look, that's not cute. Mm. That's, that's not going to be fun for either of you. I'm not saying do that. But, look, someone needs to be hitting your walls with at least a few months, right? Mm. So, I reckon do a couple weekends on the couch, mm-hmm. you know, be ugly, be in your Qantas PJs, mm-hmm. get your bloody ice cream out. Mm. But then I think I feel like the, quick, the quicker that you can trick your brain into realizing, okay, there's other potential partners in the sea, I'm good on my own, mm. the better. Like, he doesn't have to be your husband. Mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes girls get caught up in this narrative of, oh, well, you know, I need to go and find the, the next guy. The next guy's going to be for real. The yeah. next guy's going to be the one. It's like, it's not even about that girl. Yeah. The goal is, after you've gone through something, is to get your confidence back, like Jules did, right? Get your power back. You can still grieve the relationship if you need to, but you need to move up the well-being scale, mm. get back to happy, get back to you. And I think we need to talk about the fact, Jules, that it really depends on your situation because for you, right, mm. you said that you've, you mentally checked out of that long-term mm. relationship probably, would you say months prior? Months. When, months. Do, when do you think you checked out? Can you a remember a time?
0: Yeah, a solid three months. I remember he left to go on a work trip and mm. I just remember thinking, I am never getting, like, this is it. Like, I just remember being like, oh, it was such, uh, the rug was pulled out from underneath me. I was like, whoa, you're just my friend. Wow. So I remember actually, and I actually even remember standing in my doorway thinking that. Like, we will never be the same.
1: That you knew you were off yeah, it. Yeah, I was off it. On, mm. In the romantic sense. Yeah, in the like, romantic sense. Would you sense. say that you still loved him as a, as a person?
0: Oh, of course. And I yeah. still to this day, we don't speak, but I still have mad love for him, but more mm. so in a best friend sense. Like I said, and I mourned the loss of a best friend than, mm. than anything, than a lover. But you know what? It actually kept me, because I can, um, I tend to downward spiral quite quickly by having these, oh, gorgeous, model type let me tell you listeners after me it actually kept me like going to the gym Mm. eating healthy whereas I think if I broke up with old mate and you know I wasn't looking immediately and I mean looking for dick let it be known, not looking for relationship that I'd be like partying ice cream just downward spiral
1: like you just you would almost drag on the morning yeah and I feel like that's when, when we were talking about this topic I feel like for me That's what I was thinking back to Was all the time I'd wasted Being heartbroken in a situation Or a relationship that didn't work out mm. When I at the very least Could have been out there Exploring new people Boosting my confidence Getting out there Dipping and doing it mm. um, Rather than just being at home Wallowing in my own fucking misery 100%. But like, what about girls out there Jules that are truly heartbroken Like I can say I was mm. And it's just so hard to Find your way out of that mental fog when you mm. are feeling, really grieving the loss of a relationship Like maybe you've been cheated on mm. Maybe mm. you've been disrespected you or haven't betrayed haven't liked how
0: it ended or something Exactly, mm. for you it
1: was a different situation yeah. But what about a situation where someone's really feeling That sense of betrayal and the hurt and pain that comes with that How do we say to that person, we'll just move on? Yeah,
0: yeah. see I would, now I'm kind of going to flip my answer Because I think mm. um, that worked for me as being a very single lady Shall I say, mm. um, but I think lean into your emotions. Every emotion is normal, by the way. I think we're so quick to get rid of this sadness. We're so quick to get rid of anger. We're so quick to dismiss all these things. But we need these things so when we do feel good, we really feel good, you know. Yes. So I would lean into that. But then, yeah, I think I would give yourself almost um, a time limit. You know, I know for my best friends when I've been upset, they've been like, all right, you've got two more weekends. We're going to do this thing and we're going to cry and we're going to drink and we're going to eat ice cream. And then we're not going to do this thing anymore. And Mm -hmm. then you're going to get out there again. And I think having that time limit. And I also think when you do meet new people, you have to treat them as a new person. Mm. I have been on the receiving end of someone who definitely should have been having a thing with me and them constantly talking about their ex. Yes. Oh my God. I'm like, just go finish things and come back to me. So when you're with someone new, just remember that they're an entire new person. Yes, they both have, dicks or penises but that's probably the only thing that is the same about them
1: Mm. so actually giving yourself that space to have that that grace Mm. period to Mm -hmm. grieve if you will process the relationship what's happened but then keeping it moving and opening opening yourself Mm -hmm. up to new interactions whatever those new interactions may be Mm -hmm. because as a study says you know it mentally psychologically it's going to get you up the scale higher than Mm. if you're just at home fucking crying and
0: 100% ruining friendships are like oh I don't want to be around Vicky today like Debbie Downer so GB tip of the week Mm. what is going to be our GB tip of the week Jodes
1: get your life girl Mm. but do the work Mm -hmm. so keep it moving keep it pushing but don't deny the work that needs to be done when it comes mm, to processing. So, as we've said, like it's healthy and necessary to grieve the loss of a valued relationship. Don't undermine how you feel. Don't don't live in denial. Process it. Take the time. Have that grace period, as Jules was talking about. But once you've processed the truth of why it ended, take a little look about like what what do you need for your relationships going forward. What, what went wrong? What do I feel like I need in my next relationship? How can I learn from this? Me and Jules are quite woo-woo, as we've mentioned before, and we're all about, we believe that we're here on earth to learn lessons. So mm-hmm. what was the lesson in this? Mm. Okay, so know your worth and move on quickly so you can move up the well-being scale because it's all about getting you back to who you were before this happened, mm-hmm. right? Getting back to the core of you. Get your life
0: but do the work. Mm, I completely agree. Mm. I think um, as well as like Joe's touched on us being woo-woo, Yeah, the universe will bring in someone new once you have closed a chapter. Yes. So if you're constantly talking about Mike, thinking about Mike, wanking to Mike, the universe, <laughs> that is, was not me. Gonna, the universe is not going to bring you someone new. It's so strange how it works. We always, and I've been there multiple times, mm. when you think how could there possibly be someone else for me? always I'll is. never love again. Someone always rocks up. Yeah. So you just have to think. But we need to close the book, girls. We need to close the book. Yeah. We are in our prime. We are, today is the youngest we will ever be again in our lives. And we're it's beautiful girls. We're GBs. We're the top bitches. So. Yeah, you know what you've got going on. Know your worth, honey. Mm-hmm.
1: And just keep it pushing. It's not easy. But
0: but it's worth it. It's sure. worth
1: it. Alright guys, we're gonna to go to break, so make sure you've rated us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a little cheeky review, we love to see it, and follow our Instagram at GoodBe Podcast.
0: Alright, guys, we are back with listener question. Now, Jodes, I'm going to read this out to you if that's okay. Yep. This one. Broke my heart. I may be getting my period, I hope so, because I could just waterworks from this question. It's obviously close to my heart. So here goes. Listener says, hey, girls, I loved your friendship episode and was wondering if you have any advice for me. Dot, dot. How do I become best friend material? Sweetheart. I have lots of friends and I'm a very easygoing, likable person, yet at no point in my life have I ever been someone's best friend. I've had women in my life I considered my best friend, but they never saw me that way in return. Aww. I always seem to be the second best friend, their backup friend, or just another in the group. It seems I am extremely likeable but perhaps not lovable. Question mark. Any help or advice would be so appreciated. Thanks, GBs. <laughs> Jody and I are literally in tears.
1: I actually feel like
0: crying. but This breaks my heart. But so common. So common. Yeah. Especially can I just say off the bat that I've been very spoiled in my life where I, I do have best friends, but the fucking media has put the pressure on these. You know, we've got Broad City. We've got Sex in the City. Mm. We've got like everyone's like hashtag BFF. Like. I feel like we just need to savour the moments we have have with people we love. Jodie and I love each other very much. We're not best friends and we love the time we spend. Does that make, you know, because I'm like, do I get to a point where I go, oh, but she's not my best friend so I can't have that much fun with her, you know. (laughs) Like we just need to savour the moments we have together. I think there's such a pressure Mm. with us being like, yeah, girl gang, girls for life, yeah. (laughs) Like, Chill. Oh, my God. It sounds like you're an amazing person, an Mm. even better friend. I I do feel for you, babe, but I think we just need to really, like I keep harping on about, save those moments with our friends Mm. and just take it for what it is. But what do you think, Jodes? I feel like
1: there is some toxicity when it comes to these labels, Mm. Mm -hmm. right? Like do we have to have a BFF? Do we have to have a one and only best friend Mm. for life? Mm. To to be valid in terms of our friendships and our circles. Like, yeah, honestly, I don't – sorry, bitches, if you're offended, if you're one of my besties hearing this, but I don't feel like I have one true best friend. Mm-hmm. I've got many best friends, mm-hmm. many close friends, many wives and sisters mm-hmm. out there. And um, I, I don't think we need to be putting labels on things mm. – There there could be, she, she might have someone that considers her to be a best friend, but I don't think that matters either way, Jules. I think that's irrelevant. I feel like she needs to honor herself for clearly the awesome chick that she is and what she's got to offer and focus on those people in her life that are reciprocating the effort that she's putting into those friendships. Mm. And if she's not getting that, and I'm, I'm sensing a bit of that. I'm sensing that she's feeling like maybe she's not getting that love. Yeah. There's, there's maybe like it's not being reciprocated in the way that she deserves. So if that's the case, I would suggest that she moves on and, you know, invests in, in other in other friends that are worth her yeah. time. She I, doesn't need to
0: feel that way, Jules. I agree. And I think going off the back of exactly what has said, mm. I, I think, like I keep saying, I've been very blessed where, um, you know, I do have people who I consider soulmate, wife, et cetera. Yeah. But I have met... A twin flame, who you know of, mm. in the last year, mm. and I'm a I'm in my mid twenties. I thought like, oh, this is it, this is it, you know, like oh there's A, B, and C, da 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 da, we're done. And I've met someone who's come in my life in the last year, being like, whoa, where did you come from? We were obviously always meant to meet, yeah. And I think that that person, if you want that person bad enough, which it sounds like you do, I just think you have not And, oh, this sounds like I should be a bloody influencer or something. <laughs> I just don't know if you've met your person or people yet. Yes. Because you sound like a dope chick. Yes. Um, word from the wise, if I, if I may, um, it sounds like you're kind of holding back, though, because you're so concerned about getting a best friend that you might be overdoing it with the niceness. Mm. I know for me I am so drawn to people who are, Relatable and real. Me too. Me and all my besties, you know, how we started our lifelong friendships were yeah. like, you know, we had our pants down at a house party, pissing in the gutter, <laughs> talking about a guy we hated. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's like, oh, fuck him off. It wasn't like, hey, Hey, bye. Oh, my God. Nah, none of that shit. It's all about being real and relatable. So I think because you're so cautious about becoming a best friend, you're not being your true authentic self. Mm. Um, and, yeah, people see, one, as Jody and I would know, um, vulnerability always pays off. It does. In business, in love, in life because people see reflections of themselves in you. So as soon as you're yeah. vulnerable to someone, then you build up that trust and the rest is history. So true. But we love you so much. Thank you so much for writing, in. that actually must have been really tough to mm. write. You have it's a s-
1: friend, and you have
0: a friend in us, best friends.
1: Let's Reach go out, out at any let's time. Do
0: it could <laughs> be podcast. Let's do it up. Now, Joe, do you have a confession for me? And I am so excited. <laughs> I have not even heard this. You I- say it's a source, you know, on the east. So I'm excited <laughs> to try and put two and two together. <laughs> Shout out to my eastern suburbs host. <laughs> We've got one of your very own in the chat.
1: <laughs> um, so this is a bit of a story and confession. So should I, should I just get it popping, I'll oh, just do it. I'm
0: here for the story for All sure. All right, here
1: we go. Here we go. So this is what our GB says. I have always routinely dated men at least two years older than me. Mm. That has always been a very strict rule mm-hmm. of mine. She's got that in speech. rule rule of hers when it comes to maturity level and professional goals i found that older men just had their shit together in a way that i needed or so i thought GB's i turned 30 a couple of months ago like me and after a series of dating fails including a 36 year old single dad who enjoyed using vegetables during foreplay Vegetables. Yeah, apparently he liked All right, liked that's to, another confession for another day. He liked to fuck her with vegetables mm-hmm. so she, that she's dealt with that. And a 40-year-old investment banker with a fetish for
0: 19-year-olds. I mean, the classic, classic story.
1: I mean, I decided maybe my rules weren't working too well in my favor. So the universe decided recently to deliver me a delicious, hot, Young 25 year old man In the form of an Instagram DM After perusing his socials And getting the equivalent of a lady boner Over his perfectly chiseled 25 year old abs I decided I'd take him up on his date offer Perhaps in some desperation For some human affection post-COVID We hear you sis Mm -hmm. She continues I already knew the sex and conversation would be stale I mean what could I possibly have in common With a 25 year old boy was i wrong oh. on our first date he delivered me pure king energy pulling out all the moves with intellectual conversation asking me about my core values philosophy and pray i know and praising my ability to hold conversation and actually connect with him oh she, was my- she was blown away she's blown away not only did he defy my expectations when it came to conversation our first date was five hours, can I add. But the next time we saw each other, I had the most intense sexual experience of my life. Whoa. I, ex- I assumed with his age and lack of experience, it would be more of a, you know, jackhammer, premature we know the vibe. one.
0: Unfortunately. You Very know well. the ones. Very you well. know the baby mm-hmm.
1: boys. Wrong again. He also brought me king energy to the bedroom. Bending me over his knee on the edge of the bed, spanking me, going down on me for 35 minutes repeatedly, all while telling me how beautiful I was, how sexy I was, and how much he wanted to please me all
0: night long. Oh, this is disgusting. What's this guy's IG handle? <laughs> Absolutely disgusting. <laughs> I'm so triggered.
1: <laughs> and GB's, he delivered. Our five hour day led to a five-hour, highly erotic sexual experience that I've never had before. This involved eating me out from behind.
0: Ugh, a dying activity, can I just say? Absolutely dying activity. A dying can activity. I've had that, had that to me done once two years ago. Me too. Men, step up your step motherfucking up mm-hmm.
1: game. So he's eating her out. He's holding her hands behind her back and fucking her from behind like handcuff style. She specifically says handcuff style. She said it was a sexual experience I've never had before. He was telling me exactly what to do, what he wanted to do to me, choking me, fucking me on the end of the bed. The focus was completely on my pleasure and how he could do it to me. He brought skills that I've never witnessed from men in their 30s. Oh, my God. She ends with, I woke up the next morning and made him a coffee, something I've never done. After a second date for any man.
0: I was nice to him and I was shocked.
1: <laughs> wow.
0: It sounds oh like she's shocked. Is it do you think like this? I feel like we're very similar. Like we're very we're pervs, yeah? Yeah. I would like pay. To see that. I reckon I'd pay like 45 bucks every 10 minutes to like, I want to be in the room with them. Like every time my girlfriend say an experience like that, I'm like, no, I wish I was there just watching.
1: This GB sound shook. I'm like, I'm fucking triggered. I'm well, like, how, how is she being delivered the spicy sex during this fucking weird COVID time? But again, can I just say shout out to how to be a good bitch? Um, what's our fucking episode name about dropping your type? I think it's Drop called. Your type. <laughs> Mate, the fucking episode we did about oh, so dropping you your type. You guys, look, at, look at it for yourself. Go through the uh, the catalog and listen to the episode about dropping your type because it sounds like that's what exactly
0: what this GB did. And boy, was she rewarded! You know, I'm going to do exactly this. I'm going to drop my type and just get a chiselled twenty five year old. You know, because that's definitely not my type.
1: I am on Bumble right now, expanding my age bracket as we
0: speak. Oh my gosh! Well, Guys, thank you so much for joining us again. We are in your ears every Tuesday morning. We've loved being here. Thanks for everyone for writing in. You can always catch us on at Good Bee Podcast on the gram. Please rate, review and subscribe. This is very important for us if we want to rise up in the chart. It is. Um, and, yeah, we will see you guys next Tuesday. Thanks so much. We love to see it. Thank you, good bitches.